Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about the challenge Rider Dies, episode 11, do a little recap. We're going to start off with some quick takes, move into the fast five, and then get into a deeper dive. What did we think of episode 11? Real quick. I gave it an eight out of 10. I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. I, I was not on your wavelength. I, I'm like <laughs> D plus I, or D or something. I, I don't like being so negative, but I, I thought this one was very drawn out. Trace, I saw you say that on Discord, and like I saw your message before I saw what channel was it it was in, and I assumed that you were talking about Australia, some, some wrestling match, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that he watched, he just watched Avatar two or something, yeah, or, or some new movie that came out, or or some uh, action movie from the mid nineties. I thought this episode was ass cheeks. I'm I'm with Rob on this. See, I liked it. It was fine. Let's get into the fast five. I'm running on four <laughs> hours of sleep, so we'll see how this goes. Um, Jordan Jordan comes back, or everyone comes back from elimination. They just lost Kenny. Jordan says he wants his team to be as strong as possible. Casey and Nani have a conversation about Kenny being gone, and Nani says that Casey, Casey should be proud of Kenny for what he did in the game. And the Most next- honorable player in the history of the challenge, according to Nani. Dude. Like... <laughs> I guess the best way to get honor on the challenge is never appear on screen. With a lot of these scenes that happened in this episode that were the foundational scenes for what occurred in the episode, nothing fucking happened. I know, nothing happened. I don't there's really, like no conflict. I don't really get what happened this episode. And the conflict that we did get was the same conflict that we've gotten in recent episodes. That's the one thing I'm out on is the whole Tory Jordan thing. I'm out. Like, I'm so out. They, it just, it's well, that, That's going to be the entire season, it seems like. So It really does. And that's probably why we didn't get a lot to start the season and possibly why they skimmed over Tory and Jordan when they got into bed with each other because they knew the entire season was going to revolve around them and the conflict. I, I, I would have so much rather had them blow that up, though, than just, like, every episode, just, like, these little snippets that just don't matter as much. Because, like, you need to set up the downfall of the relationship by showing how it, like, went up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Since when have these editors put together a really good... Right, well, well, let's keep moving. It's years. supposed to be Fast Five. Let's, let's keep moving. I apologize for taking us off track. I mean, we can we can take a little bit more time in this and see how it goes. I mean, this is... Okay. We're not, like, tied to a format here. Um, and people can let okay. us know what they think. Next, taking, t- taking cues from the producers, not tied to a format. Nelson, <laughs> Nelson talks with Norris about uh, how he didn't know what the vote was. He says that Tori is a snake and he hates being part of his team. After that, I thought this was actually a really in- interesting commercial. They show Johnny and Fessy talking with each other, almost like they were very closely aligned at the, and they were in lockstep with what was going on. Johnny says that the other team's egos are broken and that Mariah got manipulated into picking the team that she did. And he's concerned that Norris is the strongest woman on the other team as we approach a female elimination round. And this is where the editors just tell us she's going home this episode. Yeah, I know. It was obvious she was going to be the one who was at the very least going in for the answer of the episode, right? The next morning, the girls... They show all the girls and the guys and girls and girls uh, in bed with each other and getting out of bed. Mariah talks with Amber B. Amber said she trusts Mariah and she hasn't worked with a lot of uh, the other people on the team, but she 
wants to work with her. And Mariah comes to some realization about how she needs to play her own game now that she's not partnered with Fessy and they're not even on the same team anymore. Everyone gets ready for the mission. We get to the mission and we find out that it is a trivia mission with a spin, pun intended, where, I don't know, let, let's talk about what we think about the mission now. I think this is an opportune time. What, what okay, I, I, have a, I do have a couple of takes here. Number one, my biggest takeaway, something that's going to bother the, bother me like crazy throughout this season, is they switch the colors of the teams for no reason. So now it's orange and green instead of pink and yellow. So like, how are we supposed to talk about these teams in a larger sense? Is it just still like Fessy and Mariah's team? But they can be gone in the episode. Like, Dude, it's mind-blowing like, to me. It's like, I couldn't believe it last night. Like, that was so moronic, right? I was like, how hard is it just keep the same color helmet? Dude, like you don't even like what the fuck like, is that going was, on? I, I, that 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 destroyed me. I, I could not believe that. It's like you can't keep a consistent. And the thing is, they show up to the mission, and it feels like they expected to know which team is which color. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the green team. Like, they won the green team last week, Do and they, then they go to the when they showed up the elimination. Who's like, oh, the orange team? You guys need to vote. So then they're still the orange team at the elimination. So then next week now they're going to be purple, and we're supposed to know who's purple. It makes it so difficult to keep a consistent narrative throughout oh the entire God. time that there is teams. Yeah. What do they want us to do? Do they just want us to think of these teams as Fessy and Mariah's teams? What happens when, Fessy, they can, when, when Fessy or Mariah goes home? Yeah. I don't know what they want us to do here. I think it makes it That's very so difficult. Dumb. And it's not like Fessy or Mariah... And it's like Fessy and Mariah have any outsized captaincy now. Like, they drafted the teams, but they're just any like any other part of the team now. To treat them as, like, the captains of it doesn't make sense. I, I, that bothered me like crazy. I was so annoyed by that. And if that's going to be the case throughout the season, I think that's just so unnecessarily confusing for viewers. A lot of this is – a lot of having a successful show is having discourse around the show. And if you don't have yeah. an easy way for people that watch the show to communicate about each of the teams, then it makes it – significantly more difficult for people to talk about it and like have like some type of like social community around what's going on. Like, I, I don't get what they're doing at all. It doesn't make any sense. That, that, I, I hated that. Like, I, I just can't, I, I want an explanation for that. Did so they, if, if anybody, anybody has any sources in production, I want an explanation for that. That's mind blowing to me. Did they forget the t-shirt printing machine? Like back in America? Like there's no kink. They just don't, they, they don't like, do it anymore. There's and no then now they're just having to print more labels on people's helmets to like make up what these colors are coming up with every week. It's just I know that this, it seems like a small detail, but especially like for like for, for our purposes huge. of the show, uh, for our purposes of just talking about the show, it makes it so much more difficult. It's crazy. Um, All right. Uh, highlights of the trivia mission. I would say I mean, what a disastrous performance all around. I thought this was, I, I think I got every question right that they asked for this. And there were some of, some of these people just like, what are we doing? We can fly through this real quick and then come back later and talk about it more in depth. Uh, I would say the highlight of this is when Nelson farts. Uh, and when Nelson got his first question right, he they really blow it up. And then the they're second- trying to get us to take that seriously. Took what seriously? That like when they blew up that he got the full house Mary Kate and Ashley question correct is that like because I'm just saying like what they like really like showed us like oh Nelson's great Nelson's really improved because he knew the twins from Full House like it, it, I just had a hard time to you know what I mean like it, yeah. it's just weird how seriously they portrayed it when like Amber's missing oh Amber doesn't know who R two D two is so I didn't I didn't think it was that funny the first time for whatever reason when he got the second question I thought it was hilarious 
and I don't know why. And it was the typical Nelson bullshit where he just acts really over the top. And I don't know why I thought it was funny the second time, but I, I definitely did. Um, See, I felt Nelson was the MVP of the whole episode. So that's just me. Oh, he, he certainly was the most prominent character. Fessy's team takes a takes a quick lead. I think they go up three questions to one. Or three questions to zero, potentially. Mariah, they were up 3-0, yeah. Mariah's team comes back. They go up 4-3. to three, And Fessy's team ends up winning in the end. As Johnny gets the last question about math. We go directly. That, that was another weird one, right? Just sorry, real quickly. Just that they gave Johnny that question about math at the end, but every single other question we heard was about like just pairings of people that we saw, right? Yeah, I know. I, I, perhaps let's go about that. Let, let, let's save that because I have a theory here. Keep going. We get to the night out. Tori, <laughs> Tori talks to Nelson and Devin. Nelson says that uh, he hates his team after Tori walks away. And I thought this was hilarious. Devin says... What is Devin that, doing in this scene? Devin says that he thinks Nelson says that he hates the bar. And Nelson's like, no, I hate my team. And he's like, oh, you hate your team. Is he just drunk out of his mind? He He's like just like looking at his cup. Like he's expecting her to be like a, a lottery ticket dinner or something. It was so weird. I didn't think it was at all. This is... One of the this is one of the instances where it wasn't completely over the top and scripted with the conversation oh, yeah. going on, and it was definitely something that was more organic and authentic. And that's actually that was funny. That was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought that part was funny. But just like, do you notice Devin in the scene right, where he's just like looking at his cup, like there's he's expecting there to be like you know the ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in it, um, uh, and. And then yeah, he's like yeah the bar, and then he's like no I hate my team, and then he's just not really responding to what Nelson's saying. Nelson says that Chauncey and him had no idea what was going on with the voting before the last elimination when their team won. We get into the next scene. Amber B talks about the idea of going into elimination again. I wonder who's going to go in. After that, Mariah talks with Johnny. Johnny says that he's leaning toward throwing in Reese, and the only people he cares about protecting in the game are Nani and Mariah. Tori and Horatio talk. Tori talks about Jordan and Reese being together. And the next day we get a conversation. I mean, they pretty much, this scene pretty much sums up what I think we all thought was going on and what we all thought would going on, what would, would occur. Nani, Tori, Casey, and Nisa get together. They pretty much have the veteran alliance meeting. They talk about how they, Nani talks about how they've all played together and they're going to do whatever it takes to move forward in this game together. And they both agree that it's time for the rookies to go in. And so that means essentially that Narice is cooked. The yeah. next scene, we get a conversation between Jordan and Narice. Narice essentially asks for advice about what to do in the interrogation as the women go against Fessy's team. We get the team talk before interrogation and Nisa rolls through all the options that are available to them as women's. And we get to the interrogation. At no point in time does it seem like Nani is ever in danger of being thrown in. After that... These interrogations are awful. Yeah, dude. Like, like nothing came out of this. Mariah says I that... Because they complain about that every week, but, like, it's just nothing ever happens. Mariah... Like, I mean, and I think some of the last good seasons that we had, too, they didn't have this, really. Or they, they well, didn't, they didn't have as many. They didn't now they have four, Because they have four interrogations an episode now. Usually it used to be three, or they would do them all at once. It'd be pretty quick. 
They just, I, I just so wish they would cut that from the show going forward, or at least make put them all in one interrogation if you have to do it. But th- th- this is one of my least favorite parts of recent seasons. Or show it directly that something good happens. When they're when, just not going to do that. When Jane Michelle had theirs earlier this season, the first time that was good content because they squirmed throughout each and every one of the interrogations, and each person kind of talked about why what they were doing didn't make sense. For a lot of these, there just isn't that type of content. I just wish they would go back to like the um, like the power couple dinners they used to have like on Nexus Two, where they would just call over the couples they felt like they needed to talk to, and then sometimes you'd only get one of those an episode. Sometimes you get three or four if it was more important. Just made it just allowed you to actually show content that was compelling. If you feel like you're forced to show 15 seconds of Mariah, oh, you know. Just trying to keep yeah. my target level down. Like, it's just okay. more organic compared to a very staged interrogation. I feel yeah. like the staged interrogation, everybody's playing their cards way too close to the vest, and you don't really get any information that you could not have gleaned through a more organic conversation. I agree. Mariah says that she doesn't want to be the main vote, and she shouldn't go in because she's not much of a threat, and they should focus on getting out. Bigger threats. Amber B comes in. She talks about how, again, no one has her back. And she uh, wants a chance to be in the draw. Narice comes in. Nelson says that he's proud of Narice. Narice talks about uh, all of her strong points, which, I don't know, doesn't seem like a great idea here. And Fessy, of course, talks. I think this is after Narice. After Narice leaves. Fessy's team talks about their options and what they should do. Of course, Fessy wants to throw an Amber B. Uh, I think this might be one of my favorite rivalries in the entire history of the show. I don't know. Really? Why. Oh my god, you! I think it's hilarious. Every and of course, when we get to the voting at the end of the episode, of course, Fessy votes for Amber B. <laughs> That's the only vote that Amber B gets the entire time is won by Fessy. I don't know why. I, I don't know, it, man. I, it just seems super unnecessary. It doesn't seem like there's any point to it all. And it seems like it's all on Fessy's side. I just feel like there's no dynamism of the rivalry. Like, it's very stale. It doesn't seem like... At any point in time, I don't think we've ever gotten any indication that Amber B wants to go out after Fessy or has a plan to go after Fessy. And it just seems completely nonsensical for him to behave this way. That's why I don't get it. Yeah. I think he just hates her. Like, I mean, just straight up. I think he just despises her and does not like her being on the show or around him. So any chance, cause Fessy is messy. I don't care what anybody says. He is one of the messiest players, even when he's playing a good season like this one. And he, he sets bridges on fire that you shouldn't even worry about. Like if, if you know the votes are going to go this way, <laughs> Just vote for Nuri's, but maybe because he didn't want to anger somebody, it's easier just to throw it on Amber and move on. Yeah, my thing was, I just think he he's trying to keep his pact with Nelson. So he felt like if he voted for Nuri's, Nelson might take that the wrong way. Yeah, and that's where I kind of landed. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Amber's an easy scapegoat for him. The vote didn't matter, though. It wasn't even close. Yeah, try to explain that to Nelson. He's an idiot. Like if okay, if, well, if, 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 if Nelson to... if Nelson can't understand that like what the, what the fuck is he doing on the show at this point? Like he was. I just mean like people respond very emotionally on the show as you have seen over the years. I think it makes complete sense to just throw, throw the vote on Amber. It's idiotic. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Just burn one on Amber. But 
I just still burn. It's a burn vote that won't hurt him because Amber already knows he's never going to have her back. And so also on his defense, Amber never wins anything. So she could, if she had power, she might try to go with Fessy, but she's the one like what one mission in her time on the show. Yeah, that's my argument. Yeah, but she's like, got a ring. She's got a ring. That's something Fessy can't say. Yeah, Kiki Doyle has a fucking ring. You know, like yeah, and that would prove a lot, wouldn't it? Not right now, I don't know better than Fessy. I don't know would prove that much. Like Sarah Lucina has a ring, you know. Like all, these things are like polished, polished with like turds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's more like sh- not shock sandwich. It's more like shit sandwich. Johnny says that uh, he wants to throw Norris because they're going to run into a puzzle scene, which I think makes a lot of sense. And then Nelson makes the argument at the end, which I think makes a lot of sense that they need to decide who they throw in based off of what the elimination is going to be. They need to see what the elimination is going to be. They need to talk with each other and then decide who will go in. And Johnny says that they need to weaken their team. And that's his argument for why they need to throw in Norris. And Fessy says, brings up that that's, that's not what they were trying to do last week. And then I think we get some very telling information here where Fessy says that the vote that happened last week was essentially what happened in order to protect uh, Tory. They were essentially doing it for Tory because if they were going to try and weaken their team, they would have just thrown in Jordan and Devin uh, against Yeah, them. it makes sense. I, I actually thought you came off pretty well this episode. I actually thought what he was saying made a lot of sense that, hey, we went after Kenny last week. Why are we, go, why are we think, trying to figure out bigger fish now? And who would you say the worst person on that other team is? Uh, for the women? Yeah. I don't have my list in front of me. Let me see. A- Amber, Nani, Mariah, Norris. I think Mar- Norris is probably the best. I don't think any of us are going to argue about that, right? Well, say in a team context specifically. I th- I still think Norris is probably the best. Um, well, then who's the worst? It's got to be Nani or Amber, right? Uh, probably Amber, I guess. You think it's Amber? Because she is a great runner, but I do, it just does just seem like she has a lot of holes in... Like, the, without her perform, abysmal performance in the trivia this week, she hasn't shown much capability to do puzzles. I don't know what her... I mean, she actually shows out quite well in this elimination, I thought. I was surprised how well she handled Nerys. Um, but I feel like in a team context, I don't know how useful she is in a lot of different things. And Nani just has that, like, veteran guile that can come in handy in, in missions. Nani, we, we get to the next scene. This is where we get all the... I mean... This is the thing. It's so boilerplate now that we just get the conversation between the people that think that they're going to be in the draw and they make promises to each yeah. other. And so it's kind of like rinse or wash, rinse, or what is it? Wash, dry, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, wash rinse, repeat, repeat. Whatever the fuck it's called. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Nani says that she'll save Amber B. Chess, Chauncey says that he doesn't want to show that he's nervous for Amber. After that, Olivia and Mariah talk. Mar- Mariah says she doesn't want to go against Norris, and they talk about what would Nani do if she picked the safe dagger, which transitions us into Nani and Mariah promising and giving each other their words that they would save each other if they picked the safe dagger. After that, Mariah and Amber B talk. Mariah says uh, she doesn't want the elimination to be a puzzle. She wants it to be something that's physical or endurance. And Mariah says that she feels like Amber B is trying to pry information out of her. Norris and Tori talk after that. Norris apologized and said that she feels bad for hurting Tori about her relationship with Jordan. 
And Tori says that she would have never done that to another girl, but she doesn't think that that makes Norris a bad person for doing what she did. And Tori says she doesn't care if Norris has feelings for Jordan. She just doesn't want it to be thrown in her face, which I feel like is reasonable. We get to the elimination. We get the voting. And Norris is the vote to go in. It's not really close. Oh my God. We get the dagger draw. Mariah picks the safe dagger. She decides to throw save Nani. And we get pole wrestle, a spin on pole wrestle. They edit it to make it look like it was pretty close. I think it was probably pretty close. Amber B ends up winning 2-0. Let's talk about the episode as a whole. What do we want to talk about first? I mean, Trace, why did you like it? I was just entertained the whole way. Like, I know a lot of people probably weren't, but I felt like there was a couple places where it slowed down, which kind of hurt the number ranking, but I, I just felt like it was solid. You know, I was, the only thing that wasn't surprising was who was going into elimination because they again telegraphed it in the first five minutes. And then the name of the episode was Nelly ride with me. Yeah. It's told right. me that, that Nelly ride, or, Nelly ride or die with me. Yeah. So I knew what was going to happen. Like, and the fact that Amber B was like the first thing they showed coming back from the celebration, I was like, okay, so it's Amber B. And then the next thing they showed was Nuri's talking about the situation. I was like, okay, so they're going in against yeah. each other. So we're just like, gonna, like at no point in the episode did I think what was called the orange team for this week was going to lose because none other woman ever had like, oh, how are we going to go into elimination? Like that was never yeah. on the table. It was never discussed, and that's the one thing that bothered me was that. And then we've already talked about the interrogation. Enough said there. Like it's just not organic. It's forced, but whatever. Um, but overall, like. I mean, for zipping through it on the DVR, YouTube TV is great, but the way you skip through commercials, I mean, it's just, it's easy. And so for me to sit down in a little under an hour and watch the show, I was entertained. And a lot of times that's all I care about. Like, was I entertained? And the answer was yes. And so I felt pretty good about it. I'm not hopeful for this season as long as these teams are in place. I I feel like once we... Go, go back to pairs. I might be more enjoy more of the product, but I, I'm not feeling great about this team structure. I think it's going to make for a very bland episode by episode structure. Where would this? So, if the season continues the way that it's continued now, where does this rank from Total Madness on as far as overall? So, I quite I quite liked it up until the teams came in. I thought it was that one really bad episode, and then after that, I actually thought it was quite good for those weeks that Jay and Michelle were in power. Um. I mean, to me, it's clearly better than the previous two seasons. Like, it's not, you know, Double Agents was like a solid C, C plus across the board. Um, We know how we feel about Spies, Lies, and Allies, but I feel like there's more good and more interesting things going on from the format perspective, because I think the Skulls and the weird team and the Rogue Agent stuff on Double Agents really brings it down. They had a good cast, but the format kind of, fucked with the whole thing i think this probably puts it right in line with double agents because i think so far this has been a complete mirror of double double agents where there were some good episodes i don't know if we ever had like a banger episode this season to this point we had one that was close we had one that was really close and i think that was the same with double agents right and i think we all agreed on that at the time that there were some good episodes but there weren't any that were just over the top 
like we get a lot of seasons. No, normally, each season, we'll get one or two where it's just, this is why, if you watch the challenge, this is why you love the challenge. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, you go back to Total Madness. You had two absolute bangers in the the Bear Kayla episode and the Unedited D episode. Like, those two were phenomenal. Oh, I thought the Nelson Corey episode was better than either of those two. And see, I thought that was a good emotional episode, but then they also like total madness also had the one abomination of an episode in the history of the show. Is it you were Pat uh, that loves that episode with Corey and Nelson? Pat claimed it was the best episode in the history of the show after it aired. That At was the his, time he did. I remember he did. He did claim that. that. And I, I pushed back on that, but I thought it was very good. I think that was the COVID brain talking at the time. <laughs> um, he didn't have COVID, I mean, I thought, but we were all locked it, up. I thought both the Jay and Michelle episodes this season were very good. I mean, look, I, I just think that, again, with these team episodes, it's just like they're punk again if it doesn't even really exist, like, with, with how the season's set up now. Like, I think what they've done with having these people be in the Redemption House or whatever is pretty creative. I mean, it does seem like the cast doesn't really expect it. If you look at how they've been talking in their confessionals. I don't, I don't it know. It seems like they're not. I, I wonder how much they're editing around that. I think that they're. I guarantee in... you that Bananas has thought about it. In the back of their minds, I, I definitely think that this is present. And I honestly think that that's even more ammunition for putting in Nerese this episode. Because she's someone that you do not want to face in a final. She's probably... What? Is she the strongest female competitor in a final left for the women's side before this episode? Yes, yeah, especially with her puzzle ability. ability. There's someone we just haven't seen. I mean, you could definitely make that argument, though. Because, like, your other contender would be, like, Tori, who's not as good as Puzzle Wizard really seems to be. Or potentially um, an endurance as well. Or and yeah, I mean, yeah, and then, Nuri's is literally the perfect partner for Nelson because other than swimming, Nelson is going to nail the rest of the physical stuff, and Nuri's has shown to be a puzzle wizard so far. So they are probably the most dangerous team in a final. So if they knew that Nuri's was being held back in case Nelson can hang around, they would be my number one target. They, like, I would be trying to get rid of them as quickly as possible to eliminate them from this. Yeah, I think that was more of what Johnny was up to than anything, honestly, with trying to get her out. Was he was just being a little bit more forward-looking that, hey, if this does go back to Paris, I don't want Nelson and Reese in the final at this point. Yeah, and I think that's the smart way to approach it. He definitely, yeah. he definitely seems like he's in his element in the team's format. It seems like he's running the show and calling the shots on that team. And oh yeah, everyone else. Bessie is, is taking bananas advice for sure. <laughs> it seems I think uh, Anissa is also in the driver's seat, and I think Tori is also in the driver's seat. And we pretty much heard as much about Tori being as influential as she is from Nelson this episode, where multi- Nelson said that she's a snake, and he pretty much kind of put it on her that he didn't know what was going on with the previous vote. Um, I think the other thing too, that's going on that let's talk about the mission for a minute. I am 100% convinced that Devin purposely threw that challenge and didn't answer that trivia question correctly. Which is the one? Which one did he miss? The Empire State of Mind song with Alicia Keys and Jay Z. Yeah, I was saying, I could have got got literally every single one of these questions correct. I'm I'm an old mother when it comes to modern music and I knew the answer to that question. So I know Devin knew the answer. And my theory is that he knew that Tori may be the vote. If she, if they lose, if her team lost, 
because I don't think that they would have had the votes for Anissa. I also don't think that they would have thrown in Casey. So there was a very strong possibility Tory was going in, and I think he threw it to ensure it would have, that Tory stuck around. It would have been Olivia. Why wouldn't it have been Olivia? It would have, it would have been Olivia, Olivia versus Tory. Well, no, I don't. I think Olivia gets voted in, and then I think Tory needs to protect each other on the draw. Yeah. I also think I think Casey's actually more likely to get thrown in. I guess Nani's still on that side, so probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, because her right anything could happen, but I think Devin knew that it was in his best interest not to win that challenge. Yeah. I just think with Olivia, there, I mean, it's too easy to to put her in. You think that that would have been interesting to see how the team would have responded? Because like, I, would Nani have been okay with that? Because then Casey's very likely to go in after the draw. Well, I mean, she's in a tough position either way. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what is she going to do? Two of the two of the women on her team are best friends with each other, and they're also veterans. Yeah, it, it, it's difficult for yeah because she should basically has to be pushing for one of Anani, Anissa, or Tori to go in. Then, what did we? So we touched on it a little bit. What did we think about this variation of trivia? Where I, I guess there were different components to it. Let's talk about the actual like physical structure where they were on the wheel and got spun around and had to answer questions. Did we find that entertaining? I think when I was watching this, I don't know how many other times it's come to my mind this season, but I thought to myself, why the fuck are we having cold weather seasons? Like, why do they enjoy doing this so much? Like no, no one. And there has to be some financial incentive, right? Uh, It's idiotic. Uh, It makes it, it makes the, it makes for a, Worst product, objective. I think the reason is, is they they have committed to filming all this stuff in Argentina because they had to film so much content this year. I mean, you think about it, they had to film All-Stars 3, Challenge USA, and Season 38, and they almost went back to back to back to back on it, and they were filming UK, Australia, and Argentina, and then they also were filming Battle of the Champions, so they needed a more static place as a headquarters. And it just so happens that the time of year they filmed season 38 was the short straw on weather. I'm talking about long-term though. This is how many seasons? Well, because it's been every season since Total Madness has been in cold weather. Yeah, World so Wars 1, World Wars 2 were in warm weather and everything think, think it's been cold. I, I think it's just coincidence. Like I don't, I wouldn't, I, I, the, the problem is, is the ideal thing would have been to go to like a Thailand, but you just also don't know what some of these countries' COVID policies are still. There's yeah, I don't know the focal marks. Yeah, and Thailand has its own question marks because they've had a lot of issues getting houses that actually have like air conditioning there, which yeah, seems to be a priority. So I, I think that this is more a matter of what is countries we can work with that are not going to put too many stringent regulations on us. And where in 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 this case, they had to film like five seasons back to back to back to back, so they couldn't globe trot. And so, I mean, All Stars three, it was super warm there. Challenge USA, it got cold. Season thirty eight was filmed right after USA in the same area, but different house. And then um, Challenge Australia was actually filmed in the same house as uh, season thirty eight. What do so, we think? What do you think Kenny and Norris are going to be up to in whatever Redemption House they're they're at, Ponderosa type thing? They're playing Parcheesi the whole time. 
You know what I think? I think they're just putting them in a hotel and they're quarantined in the hotel. As bad as that sounds and as miserable as that sounds. Yeah. Wow. I don't know that for a fact. You think you'd put them in the same Airbnb at least, like get some content out of that and then it's like hanging. I think they figured out no one cares. People would watch if they air. People would watch if they taped it for sure. I mean, there would be a small amount of people that would watch it, but I mean, we cover the show. I wouldn't watch that shit. I don't care. I, I think more people than you might think would definitely watch. And because they're also not competing, they're just sitting around waiting to find out what's going to happen down the road. Other than maybe a quick confessional on something, because like I don't know that people realize this. But if you watch the challenge on MTV.com and stream it from MTV.com, they have an extra five minutes of random footage that they tack on at the end of the the streaming episode on MTV.com. Can you still watch it on MTV.com? You can if you have a valid cable subscription. Oh, well. You can log into MTV.com and watch it. And so, if you have a cable subscription, you don't actually need a valid cable subscription. You just need an incognito browser and a VPN where you can change because you can get 24 hours access for free all the time. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that is, a, that is a thing. They've added like five extra minutes of random footage. Most well, of the time, it, it's confessionals. Was it from the house or is it just – because I thought the extra footage was just like the post-contestant thing that they have. It is. Well, a lot of it is, but there's also other confessionals they've been okay. adding to it. All right. So let's go over some of the decisions that were made this episode. We've talked about it to some extent so far. What do we think about Bessie's team's decision to throw in Nerese over their other available options? This week was the best option. I, I didn't know that how much any of the decisions mattered, really. I know that's a boring answer, but I feel like it's we're all kind of looking at the same thing here. At the end of the day, that team was trying to keep Nani from going in. That was the goal. That was what they were trying to do because it keeps Bananas happy. It keeps Casey happy. Casey's connected to Fessy. So everybody's one big happy family on that team if Nani does not go in. So the strategy was, what is the way to ensure that Nani is not going to go in? I can guarantee you Bananas hit up Mariah and said, look, you need to go to Nani and say, if I pull the dagger, I will save you over Amber. Because Nuri's was clearly going to be the vote. And that makes it easy for Nani to say, well, I'll do the same thing. So it basically took all the drama out of this. Because the only way the whole thing gets fouled up is if Amber pulls the dagger. What yeah, I think, think she still probably it. saves Nani. What do we think about Mariah's decision once she picks the safe dagger to save Nani and not Amber B? It was I the smartest decision she yeah. could make. A- A- Amber's not hurting anybody, it seems like. It seems like her and Chauncey are very isolated. Uh, I don't know how much yeah. equity they're going to have to come back in anything. I mean, you could tell you maybe... pick. Yeah, if you pick Amber over Nani, you're going to piss off Fessy, Casey. All of them, which puts a target. You piss off the entire other team. So what you do is, is you make the correct political decision here and you've let the house know, hey, Nuri's is my number one, but since Nuri's is definitely getting the house vote, I'll save Nani and everybody's happy. What was the public opinion on this episode? What was the buzz in Discord? Did people think it was good? Did people think it was bad? What was the I felt like the majority gave it like a four or a five. Like it wasn't outright objectively horrible, but they didn't love it. And I, I mean I know I gave it an eight out of ten, 
but it was more of the fact that I was entertained. And in this era of the show, like I've just become Stockholm syndromed. Like if we get an episode that's not objectively horrible, I'm like, all right, cool. All right. What are we going to talk about before we close this son of a bitch out? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a hard thing. I just don't feel like much happened in this episode. Yeah, I feel like... We okay, let's... Like, I feel like so much of the on Nelson, but it's not like he, like, did a ton. Like, he got into argument with Tori at the interrogation. That was about it, really. Like, he didn't right, go on I've some got, rampage. I've got two topics. One, Nelson was the MVP. I felt like the storyline kind of revolved around him. The moment when he farted in the trivia mission was one of the funnier things we've seen in a while on the show because everybody was just like, oh my gosh. And TJ's reaction was hysterical. And I loved how they're like, what's going on with Nelson? You know, like he's winning missions. He's answering trivia questions, right? They did the thing where he called himself the trivia king and they like put an animated crown on him. Like I, I thought it was really funny. I really enjoyed everything Nelson gave us this episode. Do we? Do we? How much do we think? A chance do we think he has to win? Next to zero. Really? Why? Because I think that they're going to do everything they can to ensure he and Nuri's don't make the final. Who is they? The main alliance: Fessy, Casey, Bananas. But the thing is, they're all those Anissa. people all on one team. I have a hard time seeing them like tank a mission to try to get rid of Nelson. If Fessy's not, gonna they're not going to tank a mission. But I don't think there's a single vet in that cast that truly believes this is going to stay teams till the end. I, think it's about, I don't know if I agree. Get get a number in your head. I have a number in my head. You ready? Uh, of what? Like the chances you think Nelson has to win? Uh, so I do a hundred percent. Yeah. You have one. Okay. Everyone get one. Even uh, if, okay, there's some math in my head, right? Even if, even is 12%. I'll tell everyone that now. Implied probability is 12.5%. Or e- e- okay. like a split distribution. All right. Okay. I have 6%, Rob. You only have 6%? Even is 12% and his partner isn't in the game right now. I don't know. I, I think, well, I guess that's the big question, right? It's just how that, how is that going to work? Yeah, because if he now if he goes home, he's completely out of it. Whereas there are other people in the game that have two chances left. He's he's burned one mm-hmm. of his chances, even though they don't know that. Yeah, you know. And so that's me. Saying, I, I would have said five. Five was the number that was. In I, my I head, would have. So I was pretty close. Higher. What? How? If it had stayed pairs, his his percentage would be higher. How do you? How can but we they're not pairs. We're not going to go back to that, though. I, I, but I guess will he survive to that point? That's the question. Part of, part of it for me is I just have a really difficult time wrapping my mind around what this what this partner twist is going to look like. Do we think all the people who are like half the way that's out? That's my are, second topic, right just, there. You've nailed it. We haven't talked about this yet. They're just going to have some, have, they're going to have some, some fucking mission or like elimination where everyone comes back and has to compete one time. Whoever wins, and there's like a purge for people. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's a question. Do we think that there's any advantage to well, – let's say when the interval comes, the people who are halfway out of the game come back in. Do we think there's any advantage given to the pairs that had both their people still in the game? Real quick. Well, they just won't compete. Real, real quick, what did you uh-huh. – yeah, if both your pairs are not in the game, you're done. Um I know what I'm saying is like well, so. Let's say we get to that point. Let's say we get to that point where they're bringing the people back, and Norris is able to come back in, but Tori and Dev and I have been eliminated at that point. Do we think they get any advantage for having not been eliminated at that point, or it's just a general purge that happens? I think it's a purge. Like if I no, I think, this was, I think the this was the that, second topic. I think, I think the people that have not 
had either pair be eliminated yet, I think they're safe. I don't think that they're probably included in what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that they're going to do that. I think that there's going to be just some purge and everybody's going to be involved in the, to the same way. I don't think. I don't think they will. Here's what I think is going to happen. A- Whoever is still in Redemption, there will be some kind of a mission where they have to partner up and only a certain number of teams get to stay. So, like, let's say that there are four pairs that are going to have to compete because there's four people in the Redemption house. Those four teams are going to have to compete and only maybe one of them survives and everybody else goes home, even the people that were still in the game. I agree. I think that's what it would be. What? So what is... So if you think it's a lot higher, what what do you th- think your percentage chance would be then? I was going to go like 14 or something. Yeah. I just think that if she does come back in, they're, they like are my second pick to win after Tori. But, Rob, even, if even, she comes back is, in, that's the question. Even is 12%. I understand. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I, I just don't, I, maybe a part of it again for me, I just don't know what this like them coming back towards is going to look like. So I'm not factoring that in as much. I just have a difficult time seeing him get eliminated in this team's portion. Let's talk. I about guess that's that. just so, that his team. We, we, have, his we team talked, loses on a guy's day. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. So next week's a guy's round. Let if the orange team loses, which is a big if. Or orange, which one's the orange? Yeah, team? orange team, pink team, Fessy's team. Like, Fessy's team. Fessy's team. Okay, we need to go with Fessy's team, Mariah's team, or otherwise I'm not gonna remember this shit. If Fessy's team <laughs> loses next week. Who do we think Mariah's team votes in? Who do we think they send straight in? I mean, Chauncey would be the obvious pick. Chauncey would be the chalk vote, yeah. The thing is, if he gets voted at Bananas, is the one who's probably following him in, right? No, it's Nelson. Why? I think Fessy definitely protects Nelson over Bananas. I bet they don't get a a say in the vote. No, I'm saying that Chauncey goes into elimination, and who goes in on the draw? So Chauncey goes into elimination. The people that would go into the draw are Nelson, Bananas, and Fessy. I think Bananas goes... I, bananas seem to have some kind of lucky horseshoe up his ass. He probably pulls the safe dagger, in my opinion. I mean, it's, you it's you a, just figured it's out which a 33% chance. It's a 33% you, chance, you, okay, you know, that he goes in next week. You know yes. that he's looked at it and been able to figure it out. Who do you think yeah. he'd protect over between Fessy and Nelson? Fessy. Fessy. Really? Yeah, yeah, because he's working with Casey and Nani and all. He's not going to fuck yes. with that. He's too smart for that. I guess too, because then if he because that puts Mariah in jeopardy too. If he puts Fessy, yes, it does, and he's not going to do that. So that's why yeah. I think that if Fessy's team loses, I mean, if I'm the other team, I think the smart play is to throw Fessy straight in, but they won't do that. The just put banana- no, I think the Boos just put bananas in. Yeah, definitely. Like I think you maybe, but I don't think Nani's gonna let that happen. I don't think that. I think that there will be enough. I mean, look, Jordan the entire time. Jordan this entire time has been like, "Oh, we're gonna make the team as good as we can. We're gonna give us the best chance to win." If he wants to do that, he's really definitely putting bananas. It doesn't really affect Devin if he puts in Johnny. It doesn't affect Horatio if he puts in Johnny. Amber B. Same for her. The only people that it really affects are Nani and Mariah on that team. That's Those are the only people that would be strongly against putting in Johnny. Yeah. I mean, I guess anything's possible. I just don't trust this. The way that they've played the last couple of years, I don't trust these cast members to make the correct decision. 
they they take the cop out decision every time. And so I feel like they'll throw Chauncey in because they don't know who Chauncey would save. You know Can what I mean? Like who's who's Chauncey saving if he pulls the dagger? Seems like Nelson. And they don't want that. So why that's don't why why, I think why do they he, care? Because they've got alliances on the other team. Like that's the problem. I think that, I, so, I think there's some. I honestly, I think there's a chance that Fessy could even go in if they lose. I feel like Mariah I mean, realistically, Fessy. Fessy's team's not going to win. So let's be for real. Not going to win, or probably. I think they will win. Fessy's team will probably win next week. And so realistically, you're going to have Horatio versus Devin or Horatio versus uh, Jordan. Uh, uh, Jordan. That's what you're going to wind up getting. The big, the biggest indicator that they're not going to win is just the way that they've edited the episodes that have been teams so far, where every confessional is about how Fessy's team is dunking on Mariah's team and how they're completely yeah. lopsided. And if we were, and even Devin made the comment where he said, uh, "We can't keep losing because once these teams get on a roll, they don't lose." And that's pretty accurate from a history standpoint on the challenge because they don't make people sit out and even it up. Because once you outnumber the other team, unless the mission is something like the weird blindfold maze mission in Gauntlet 3 where well, they, they didn't make people sit a smaller out. Team. I know, but that's why I'm saying they had a mission where having less players was advantageous. Like they don't normally make missions where having less people is advantageous. So like, that's fair. The thing is, is you once the ball starts rolling, the the bigger team keeps winning. I mean, I think a, an issue with these team seasons in general is that it's just a small sample of missions, right? We've had two missions to this point. Even if the teams were equally split as far as talent goes, you still have a twenty five percent chance to win two missions in a row. Um, yeah. All right. I think we've done enough. After this, we're going to record finally. Uh, Worst finals in the history of that the show. That'll be out sometime this week. Everyone have a good Christmas. Be safe out there if you're traveling around. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.